Never in the history of the world have the merchants of obscenity had available to them the modern facilities for disseminating this filth. Disseminating this filth. The onslaught of the communist masters of deceit. Bingo. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Sluts. Inco. Comma. Hello. Hello. Hi, Steve. Hello. How are Bobby, you? Did you see uh, R.A. released a video this past week? Wait, the one with his daughter? Yeah. Yes, I yeah. did. Uh, I've been sending it to people and they're like, oh my God, this is adorable. And I'm like, yeah, don't listen to anything else he has. <laughs> <laughs> Even though he says pretty explicitly in the song. Yeah. <laughs> Steve, it's a sweet video about his daughter being, you know, all that shit that kids do to people when it goes okay, you know? Yeah. Dude was not a kid, his father. He does let him kids. I can uh, personally vouch for that. I just got done watching a very sad movie. Oh my, what was it? Cool Hand Luke. Hi. A classic. Yeah. Paul, Paul Newman? Paul Newman. I don't know what I've not seen it. Is about. Well, Paul Newman is a guy who was a drunk after the war. I assume World War II, although it also could have been Vietnam, but I think it was World War II. And he was caught doing some dumb shit. I think he was taken off like the tops of meters mm-hmm. spitefully one night and the cops picked him up and put him on a on a highway gang and it is about him and a bunch of other white dudes living as a as a chain gang and fighting the uh, fascist overlords. And uh, it's, I imagine in 1967, it was an indictment of the penal system in the South. And (laughs) yeah, I mean, it ends pretty tragically and it has that one famous speech, which was given by like the warden. What we've got here is failure to communicate. Ah, See, I only know that Paul Newman's in it and that he got them blue eyes. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's, he's the most charming prisoner in the world. My favorite part of the movie is when he and a bunch of other people in the prison bet whether or not he can eat 50 hard-boiled eggs or not. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. like a whole 15 minute sequence where he's just, he's getting slowly more bloated the more eggs he puts <laughs> in his body. <laughs> and he, yeah, and he has to do awesome. it in, he has to do it in an hour. And he, and at the end of it, he's just laying and people are just shoving eggs down his throat with like the time ticking down. Um, <laughs> oh, God. It reminds me of the show um, Man versus Food. I don't know if you've ever found really. Yeah, I mean, I'm aware of the show. Yeah, really a bad look for gingers. But yeah, Cool Hand Luke. I only knew it because it was in a Guns N' Roses song, mm-hmm. uh, Civil War. And I'd always heard it as the intro to that song. And I wanted to know the story behind the quote. I thought it was Luke saying that. But it's actually the prison warden. And it's a very interesting moment where the fascist is, he's like saying to the the prisoners, like, you guys did a bad thing in a very roundabout fascisty way where he's like, you know, it's not the problem with me, but it's our failure to communicate to one another. Word. Oh, I have a uh, joke that is topical to a news item. Ooh, what is it? What's the difference between a toddler and a bag of cocaine? Oh, <laughs> what? Uh, Eric Clapton wouldn't let a bag of cocaine fall out of a window. 
Slow Hand Luke. There you go. Hey, yeah. That's the name of the episode. I was going to either say Slow, I guess Slow Hand Luke is pretty good, but also what we've got here is failure to masturbate. Yeah. <laughs> that can work. We just need to tie what something What we've got nasty. here is a failure not to let your child fall out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a good anti-Clapton joke, which yeah, there should be more of. Right, and uh, yeah, no, waking up to this. Yeah, I'll I'll be like honest. I did steal that from someone on Twitter, but like it's good, and you're allowed to like tell someone else's joke if it's not from, like from I think Twitter. Citations absolutely. needed. Well, like if, you know, not like a stand-up routine, but like a joke that's like meant to be told. Such as that. Yeah, it's more like a street joke, if you will. Yeah, it's an unprofessional joke, not up to your standards, but I yeah. do <laughs> like the time that uh, your dad got really defensive of Eric Clapton when I told him he was a big old white supremacist. Uh, I didn't even know that. I did remember. Well, I, I mean, I remember my mom seemingly having this like realization literally today for seemingly the first time. Uh, and I'm like, yeah. She's like, I just saw a video. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, he's always been like this. Could you tell me what is an Eric Clapton song? <laughs> Ba-na-na-na, ba-na-o. Okay. Ba-na-na-na. Yeah. Sunshine okay. of your love. He's one of those people. Well, that was that Sunshine I, I of Your Love. No, 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 no. That is different. Sunshine of Your Love is da na na na. Dun 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 Oh yeah. And no, cocaine right. is dun na na cocaine. Yeah, yeah, no, you're right. Sunshine you're right. of your love is cream. Right. Which is his band before solo Eric Clapton. And he was in the Yardbirds before that. And then he was in Fuck, oh, this was uh, in the Comptown. Derek and the Dominoes. Mm-hmm. Derek and the Dominoes. This, this is just the Yes, Comptown we won bit. our we won our quiz up. This is this is I don't know the Comptown. The Comptown bit when Adam just inserts himself to let everyone know he knows Derek and the Dominoes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, Eric Clapton's just one of those people, like, I know who Eric Clapton is, and I've heard the music, but it's like, I don't care about him, so I don't even associate him with his own songs. Like, I only think about him for these uh, sort of bad things. The the Derek and the Dominoes is, Layla, got me on your knees, Layla. I'm begging, darling, please, yeah, that song. Um, Tears in Heaven. That was about Ringo's girl. Tears in Heaven? No, Layla. David Bowie's? They were all fucking each other's girlfriends, and it's hard to keep track. Yeah. Yeah, especially because some of them were underage, so. Most of them were underage. (laughs) Wait, Layla is about... Oh, I don't know anything specifically. I was just generally throwing that out. It's about George Harrison's wife. Oh, wow. Sorry to the memory of George Harrison for those of you who care that I confused Mm -hmm. him with Ringo. (laughs) Yeah, he died somehow. This is an anti-Beatles podcast. We already established that. As always... An anti-Beatles podcast. (laughs) You're lucky we remembered one of the names. You're lucky I remembered that a Beatle was involved in that song by Eric Clapton, who I also hate. Uh, And had Dwayne Allman in that song. Yeah, okay, cool. That's a fact. Uh, this has been classic rock history with Pink and Tommy hey. Sluts. Well, he's you're he's, welcome. He's the part where it goes wah, wah, at the end. Yeah, he's always doing that. Yeah, classic Dwayne Allman <laughs> before he died. Like I imagine minutes before he died. It okay, so I guess what? Yeah, I was just gonna go off about it, how he died in a motorcycle accident. Wait. There's that Greg Allman. Fuck, I confused my almonds. No, Greg Allman just died recently. Right. Okay. God damn it. He was the singer, keyboardist, and Dwayne Allman was the guitarist who I thought drank himself to death, but could have motorcycled himself. Pretty sure it was a motorcycle accident. Oh, boy. 
Yeah, crash into a flatbed that stops suddenly. And then there's like an apocryphal uh, story that it was like delivering peaches, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't. Classic rock power hour. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. School's out for the summer. Yeah, but anyway, so Eric Clapton, in addition to being a big racist, also beat the shit out of his first wife. And yes. Also, uh, Cream, notwithstanding, most of his music's pretty derivative. <laughs> yes. You could say that again. Guys. Uh, but the news story is that he, he won't work any venue that requires people to be vaccinated. Yeah, okay. So that's also why we're mentioning him now, but also just because because we all hate, well, me and Steve hate him and Bonnie never thinks about him. Um, but, but I do, I do want him to know that I never think about him, possibly. <laughs> so. But um, me and Steve both hate him, uh, <laughs> generally. But like, also he's doing these shenanigans. And he has for the past like year been taking this stand with like Van Morrison, I think. Yeah, Van Morrison, the Canadian <laughs> classic rock star. Uh, Brown eyed for brown eyed girl. Sha la 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 da. That song. That song. It's a real musical episode tonight. Yeah. Well, I've always uh I still don't really know what Van Morrison looks like. And every time I see a picture of him, I immediately forget it and replace it with this image of like late age Elvis Presley style weight of Jim Morrison. Like, if Jim Morrison, like, just kind of got, like, fat. Well, he did at the end of his life. Yeah, so I guess like that, except more like uh, Elvis Presley on a toilet. Well, he definitely did have, I think, like, a a Vegas getup going just, like, in the 70s when Elvis was doing it, right? Yeah, I don't know. Who, Van or Jim? Van. I just know the Shannon F song. So yeah, they've like they're really fighting for our freedoms to not talk to black people and uh, not deal with the vaccines. What do you guys think about like the politicization? It's a very strange politicization that's predictable, but I don't know. Like you would think the propaganda machine would be better at stifling dissent. I mean, would you? I I don't know. Like, I mean, I just feel like every fucking crit theory thing about postmodernism, of there being no fucking agreed upon narrative of the world, I don't think it's possible to do propaganda. Well, it's possible to do propaganda, but not a unified like centralized message i mean i don't know if this is exactly what zizek says but like yeah the things that are unified and agreed upon they don't have to do propaganda about and the Mm -hmm. things that there's propaganda about there's going to be a divide because like people there's uh, there's other propaganda yeah and people know what propaganda is when they don't agree with it and yeah that's the only way they define propaganda well yeah yeah Um, by things that they don't agree with yeah Yeah. i mean i just feel like it's i don't know there was like a window for agreed upon things in our culture and the stuff that we got in before that window closed we're good on but it seems fairly predictable to me that there's really no way to do a centralized message about this that isn't going to be subject to serious competing doubt and any effort to further tighten and centralize the message just leads to more resistance. You know, it's, uh, yeah, Facebook taking shit down just means you're right. You reading shit on Facebook that agrees with you also means you're right. Well, why don't they just say if you, you know, get the vaccine, you'll magically become an entrepreneur? Yeah, I mean, because that's obvious bullshit and you won't. I I guess they could try and, like, work these rubes over and 
tie it to crypto or some bullshit. I, I don't my favorite, that. my favorite was Krispy Kreme donut giving out donuts for free mm-hmm. if you got vaccinated. Yeah, like it became a bribe. Yeah, which is fine. I don't. I'm not against that. No, me neither. Principle, like, yeah, sure. You have a population you need to get vaccinated, and you know we've agreed that the literal Ben Gar- Garrison End Times comic of like just sending people in hazmat suits house to house to shove needles in people's fucking arms isn't okay. So yeah, I mean, just pay them, I guess. Um, or, you know, uh, put in like a series of punishments for not and do some combination of those two things and understand that regardless of what you're doing, the significant portion of the population will just want you to fuck off and do whatever is in their power to make you fuck off. But I, I don't know. It just seems like the whole what they talk about of whatever the fucking terms they use, not really atomization, <laughs> but like, you know, further privatization. Yeah. Breaking a part of truth into several competing truths. And like, yeah, that's happens. And, uh, there's really nothing anyone can do about it. Would you say that's the result of kind of a consolidation of the things that we don't need to question as propaganda? Right. So, I mean, yes. Like, you know, this isn't to say there isn't an over-narrative that we all participate in, including the most annoying tinfoil hat wearers out there. Uh, they're, you know, yeah, you're all ultimately in service to capital, for as cliche as that is. And a bunch of annoying people not getting vaccines doesn't really undermine that. And in fact, there's probably an entire industry built around those people. So, you know, it's... And not only that, but it, it kind of masks the real... The real being that there's like a, a global apartheid for what countries can get mm-hmm. the vaccines because the divisions within the civil engagement is reflective of a global, I guess, crisis of centralization or crisis of welfare because of the things that allow people to choose whether or not to get a vaccine. Mm-hmm. And going back to like You know, South America, people like there's 25 percent at Mm -hmm. the most getting vaccinated because they don't have access to it. Yeah. And I mean, I I don't know who needs to hear this, but like Global South is very normal if you've ever been there. (laughs) Like it's they're just people like you and me. And there's this fucking like hardline mental division that even, you know, your well-meaning liberal Americans make about non-European countries that it's like somehow like, oh, well, that's just how it is. And it's like, I don't know, like it's people fucking go to work and live in cities and like it's a fucking place like here. Yeah, (laughs) people are so willing to accept a weird idea of foreignness about other places in general, but especially places in the global south where, oh, it's normal for them to like not be okay. Or have things. (laughs) Serve them not to have things. But then... Or like, oh, oh, a coup happened in their country. I guess that just happens. Or, Mm -hmm. oh, they're they're a dictatorship. You know, oh, someone declared themselves president for life. And, um, you know, it's like, these are like societies that have had fucking U.S. interference notwithstanding. Uh, You know, they have a similar tradition of liberal democracy. Of the United mm-hmm. States. They have an expectation of democratic elections. They have an expectation of going to work and living their fucking lives. Yeah. Uh, I mean, also, Africa. Is, well, yeah, yeah. Is also being ravaged by the yeah, no, probably even worse. Speaking of people going places. Mm-hmm. How about that? Bazaars, the space cadet. Uh, uh, yeah. The uh, walking on the moon, the skittle thrower. 
Yeah, let's get real, okay? Uh, since he unfortunately didn't die, let's get real about where he went. It's like comparing indoor skydiving to actual skydiving. Actual skydiving being actual outer space. Yeah, I mean, well, you know, as speaking of rapists, as Neil deGrasse Tyson has pointed out, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, we haven't been to space space in fucking decades. Well, I mean, I'm talking about this is not even like a space station, like orbital. Uh, he didn't even go that far. Oh, okay. I, I, I'm, uh, I'm actually legitimately hating on this um, celebration or whatever. So what he did is he got like just higher than a plane goes, like just where you can kind of like see this horizon, you know? Mm -hmm. and, and then uh, his mind was blown. Yeah. And he did, did a, a Marxism. Yeah, yeah, it is a weird little, um, you guys paid for this. Yes, he did say that. Which was fucking hilarious. Jesus. I... I yeah. Very, God uh, damn it. Quiet I felt like it was. Yeah, I felt like he was saying it to me specifically. Like you, the Amazon employee. No, me. The no, because he said everybody who bought anything on Amazon as well. Oh, um, I thought it was just the. No, the, I said both. He said both. He started, I believe, with the employees, and then was like, and anybody who bought anything. You, you help Oh, me. yeah, that indicts you, buddy. Yeah, it, uh, it does. I buy shit on Amazon all the time. I don't give a shit. Yeah, we're fucking, fucking rebels over here, Steve. What do I look like a lifestylist? Yeah, what, what are we going to go to some boutique uh, website? With their $4,000 pants? Come on. Come on. You think I'm going to pay shipping? So, yeah, that I felt like he was like, ha, ha. He was like, haha, haters, you paid for this. I was like, he's right. That's why we got to well, we'll physically fight. See, those Skittles that were thrown were aimed directly at your mouth, Bunny. They're like, oh, open your mouth, Bunny Themelis. I'm going to throw a Skittle and it's mm -hmm. going to go in your mouth. And you're going to love it because you brought me here personally. Skittles? Uh, when they were... In zero G or whatever. Oh, uh, okay. They were well, playing a around. Arc, but yes. Whatever, nerd. Um, yeah, he was floating with his, I don't know, 85-year-old and the 18-year-old twink or whatever and passing, like, Skittles back and forth to their mouths and throwing them. Mm. Mm -hmm. It was uh, one's... Small skittle throw for mankind. Yeah, I feel like he brought a child with him so that he wouldn't die. Are you dropping a new conspiracy theory? <laughs> well, not not what he brought. Like a you hear a it. Her, you heard it here first, everyone. Bunny thinks he brought a child for adrenochrome related purposes. <laughs> for space adrenochrome. Yeah. I don't know. I just figured it was like that weird pervy shit the soccer players do. He brought that 18-year-old Dutch kid. So he... For, has, for what oof. purpose? Are we going to explain this? I'm not really sure for what purpose. I know he filled in because Sexual the purpose. the rich guy who had the seat couldn't do it for because mm. of a scheduling conflict. Oh, okay. So then Bezos brought uh, this physics student from the Netherlands mm. who's newly 18. A young whippersnapper, as mm -hmm. they say. So, yeah. And he also brought an old lady. I think he brought both of these people in order to survive the trip. Well, okay, Pure again, you vibes need wise. Okay, because I I oh, stayed okay. here before. Jeff Bezos has a secret uh, vibe thing. He pretends like he's. Funny, I don't understand the goddamn thing you're talking well, about right now. Well, he, he's definitely been doing the same drugs that Sylvester Stallone has been doing. Mm -hmm. He's got that like stuffed up kind of voice. Stallone um, always did that. Yeah, but it got progressively worse. 
And whatever Stallone was doing, Jeff Bezos is doing now. I think Stallone has an actual birth defect that makes him like that. I think that's been documented. Mm-hmm. Well, Jeff Bezos does not, as far as I can tell. Yeah, well... He just sounds like such an empty vessel, too. That's the other yeah, thing. Yeah, he always did. He, he doesn't have any humanity in him. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that he wants to bring all industry to space. Oh, yeah. He wants to do the Futurama idea, basically, uh, where he wants to bring polluting industries out into space. That seems like a great idea, guys. <laughs> Which um, I Yeah, love. this is also the like premise of several Star Trek episodes. Yeah, we should, I mean, we should haul the trash from the ocean into outer space, for sure. Because it would at least make some cool kind of comet or small asteroid thing, (laughs) eventually. Yep. It would just be like recycling it into space trash. And space trash, it'll plant life on a new place, really. That, you know what? I've got an idea, uh, Mr. Bezos. I know you're listening. Haul that uh, sea trash, make it some space trash, and then kick it so it like flies off somehow. Yeah, yeah, no, he wanted to do that. Uh, he probably wants to do replicants, but kind of piece managed to like, you know, spell it out in his brain and realize, oh, wait, that's just replicants. And so he's not saying that out loud. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I do fear that he's going to take my job. Which is? The delivery courier system from pharmacies. Because I do... Oh, he is. They do have Amazon Pharmacy. That is a thing. But you you will be reemployed as Philip J. Fry from Futurama. Yeah. Well, I can definitely see them buying up the contracts to the companies that now hold them. And then I'm just going to be a contracted Amazon worker rather Mm -hmm. than what I am now. It's like a normal Amazon worker, but with even less rights. Exactly. Which is what I pretty much am already. Which is also like a half step above a replicant. Yeah, that's definitely... The trajectory that I'm looking for with my life is to become a replicant. Mm-hmm. The Olympics uh, are happening. Does anyone give a shit? Fuck no. Ru- Russia has to compete as the former Yugoslav Republic of Russia. Is that because of the doping? Yeah, it's because of the doping. Good for them. Yeah, they're not allowed to use their flag or their um, national, national anthem. anthem. Yeah, they have to play some Tchaikovsky shit instead. (laughs) And you know what? They'll do it. They don't care. Yeah, the Summer Olympics don't matter. Like, I have no interest in them. Uh, Maybe some of the track and field events. Yeah, I'll get down to, like, look at skateboarding and surfing now that that's, like, just shit that we're calling Olympic sports. Is it in this one or is it in the next one? No, skateboarding's in this one. Okay. Skateboarding been happening. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure, like, the women's already meddled out or some shit. I always liked, because I'm a child of the 90s, so I liked gymnastics and, you know, Winter Olympics ice skating. It's big, not a uh, big Tony Harding fan. I thought you got a bum rap back then as a child. But uh, now I'm like, oh, the Olympics are bad. They destroy cities. They destroy cities. They're the destroyer of worlds. Yeah, well, Tokyo had it too good for too long, I say. Oh, well, you know what? I mean, that is true. That you, I, you, Japan you has it coming. <laughs> That's the justification for enjoying the Olympics. Yeah, Japan, no. They've had, what is it, 70 years of fun? Yeah, we, give or take. We, we dropped two bombs on them. Then we gave them a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, it's like a weird military dictatorship and like a lot of uncertainty in between them and... Then and like also a lot of like just their suicide rate going 
haywire along the way. Mm-hmm. And some weird, like, it's actually kind of funny because there's the, like, sociologist equivalent of someone who just has, like, a disease that's never been seen before. Where it's like, wow, I didn't even know this could happen to a society. Yeah, you know, like buying girlfriends out of street vendors. Yeah, that, the, like, whole uh, dudes who just, like, chill in their parents' house, like, for their (laughs) entire lives. And the, like, coming disaster of that generation's parents all dying. (laughs) What? And then us all getting the houses? I mean, come on. (laughs) But, yeah. Uh, It's like, you know, they really, like, did a number on themselves, but... uh, yeah, not to be racist or nothing, but uh, Wait, yeah, this wasn't Hokey. a metaphor for America. What the fuck's it called? Like Hokamori or some shit? Um, I gotta look it up. Looking it up. Hikikomori? Yes. Hikikomori. Yes. I was close. You were close. Well, uh, I predict that they're going to, in our lifetime, with any hope, elect an anime president. I'd vote for an anime president. Yeah. It's a, a tuxedo mask. I'd vote for... He's handsome. <laughs> <laughs> it does remind me of... Oh, has anyone played the Google Doodle yet? Because that's delightful. Today's Google Doodle? Doodle? <laughs> the one that has been it. up since the Olympics started. It's this beautifully uh, animated cutscene-filled um, sports game that they did. I'm looking at the intro. Yeah, no, the intro is lovely. Oh, it's just delightful. Yeah, no, it's great. Um, okay. Japan is. I got nothing to say about the country. <laughs> that I haven't already said. I don't know. I feel like they love me there. Yeah, like, the Olympics is evil, but um, whatever. It's kind of fun to watch. Well, I did know that they had a bunch of vaping bans, or there was an extremely, in preparation for the Olympics, they banned vaping. It's a video game? Yeah, yeah, it's a whole sports game. Because of the massive amount of cigarettes that are imported into the country from, like, Indonesia. Mm. Like, kind of like Italy. Italy still, and I guess parts of France. But I think mostly, like, Italy. The cigarette industry is still just as booming as it ever was. And I think that's the same for Japan. Like, they just founded so much of their industry on selling cigarettes and they banned vaping for that reason and use the Olympics as an excuse. Yeah. Uh, what else was good? Oh, uh, they have the anti-fuck beds. Oh, yeah. They're supposed to be cardboard. But I saw the um, Mexicans uh, from the Olympic team. I don't know what sport they were playing, but they all jumped on it and it didn't break. So it's got to take more than three dudes from Mexico. Yeah. I heard that the... Olympics mascots are fucking. That's really the story that I took away from the Olympics. Yeah. That, like, the anime characters that were now the Japanese Olympics were fucking each other. Hmm. Doesn't sound right, but okay. Like, the people inside them are fucking. Oh, oh, okay. Is no, no, story? Steve. No. The costumes themselves are fucking each other without the people inside's consent. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, look, as somebody who worked at a theme park, look, people who wear those costumes, they be fucking. That's just a little inside baseball. Lay the land. If someone's in a mascot costume, they got to get their dicks up. This <laughs> 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 is the true thing. Now, now you had me distracted with the Google Doodle game. Look. Yeah, it's a really great it's one. It's very cute. I'm playing it again myself. <laughs> it's very cute. It's, uh, I didn't know. I knew that like the news would dry up with, Trump leaving, but I did not realize how fucking obnoxious that would be. Like, Jesus Christ, come on, guys. Like, infrastructure bill, boring. Boring. Probably not going to happen at this point. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, just 
the best case scenario is it not happening and people just shrugging their shoulders. Pelosi kicked out those two Republicans on their Warren commission mm. about the January 6th thing. Mm-hmm. Mm. God damn, um, that is boring. Yeah. Yeah, this all sucks. <laughs> 9-11, 20th anniversary is coming up. That's oh, sweet. <laughs> so exciting. What are you oh, guys God. doing for Well, it? I'm planning a, a six-day celebration. Uh, I am going to the annual dance in Patterson, New Jersey. Nice. <laughs> um, I'm uh, building two effigies and lighting them on fire. Mm-hmm. 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 Who are those effigies of, Steve? George Bush and Dick Cheney. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they're going to be in the, gonna mix and match. They're going to they're going to be in the the shape of towers. Oh. Yeah. That's sweet. Yeah. Everyone's got to get their own George Bush as a tower. Mm-hmm. Saying I did this. Yeah. Well, oh uh, yeah, George W. Bush did say he had something big planned. <laughs> really, just, oh, wait, wait, wait. Wasn't there a picture that he took and then posted of the Trump Tower? Or yes. Trump, yes. Trump yes. Building? Yeah, yeah, he's got something big planned for 9 11. <laughs> oh, man. The pandemic's going up, so hooray. Like, yeah. we're, we're having another surge. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, we've collectively decided we're not going to do anything about it anymore because mm-hmm. it's lame. So, yeah, just going to power through that one. Yeah. Whatever. I'm vaccinated, which means I don't have to give a shit about anything. And don't tell me otherwise. Nice. Beautiful. No, mine's not interesting either. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's interesting anymore, okay? You know, uh, the the only thing I can tell you is I am so happy about Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. Uh, and she made it Instagram official on her birthday this week. Yeah, so that, that happened. That. There's, there's at least that in the world this week. New Dune trailer looks okay. Yeah, I'm look, I'm going to I'm going to watch it. Yeah, I'm going to watch it and it'll be like everything else and then I'll forget that I saw it 6 months later. Um, but you know, we'll probably be okay. Aaron's like, "Oh, Dennis Villeneuve." And I'm like, "Yeah, but Counterpoint Blade Runner 2049 was also boring." It was. It was really boring. I I, I couldn't finish it. Yeah. I watched Blade Runner and then I thought about watching Blade Runner 49 and if read the like, reviews. If you like the first Blade Runner, it's like good. Yeah, it's a long, boring, fucking slow burn sci-fi in a vaguely detective story mode. But, you know, if you were like, oh, okay, that was the movie. I don't need to ever watch that again. Uh, you probably won't want to watch uh, Blade Runner 2049 either. It's fine. I've always been a Blade Runner skeptic in the world of nerd shit. Skeptic or septic? I don't know. Like the Euro, the people in Europe who hate the EU Euroscepticism, <laughs> which is most of the EU. Yeah, I've been that, but for the movie Blade Runner, Harrison Ford's in it, so everyone's like, "Oh well, he's smoking you know. weed. He's smoking weed." I don't know. It's just, I don't know what's happening because the movie's like so dark and fucking rainy all the time. I can't even fucking see anything. It is that. It's just, it's just, for all the like cool models, it's just like an ugly fucking movie. Oh, this is going to be what's going to put our podcast on the map. I'm just going to like make fun of the original Blade Runner. <laughs> and also, 2049 is like whatever. It's the same fucking movie. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, Dune will probably be like that. And I'll like go into it having read Dune, vaguely wanting to see a passably competent Dune movie and go, yeah, that was all right. And then like never fucking watch that movie again. And I'm stoked for that to happen. 
because that's the only uh, allotment of joy that I'm allowed to have anymore. Yeah, that's a spirit, Marlo. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Everything's the same. It just gets a little bit worse each time. Well, oh, well, you know what else, guys? I did inexplicably rewatch the entire Twilight movie series in the past uh, two days. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Yeah, that sounds like it could be fun. I mean, yeah. I have seen it was the first super time. fun. It was super fun because um, I had forgotten most of the fucking batshit plot points specifically. Hilarious. They're so funny. And then I I got to be reminded of, quite frankly, my very favorite experience in a movie theater, which was seeing the last movie in that series, wherein they seamlessly put in this scene that's actually a premonition that a character's having, but it's played as if it's happening. And for literally what is almost five full minutes, uh, this scene goes on. It's like horribly violent. Tons of main characters get killed. All these like little girls in the theater were like, what? No! <laughs> and then it was like Zuzuzu revealed to be the premonition and they're all like oh my god oh, and they're all like so relieved and it was the best like group just being with a group of people seeing a movie for the first time where it would, they were truly shocked and uh, yeah so that was nice as well but it is such a bad shit what I love about it is the woman who wrote it grew up Mormon yeah. and um, she wrote this based on a dream she had and she wrote it and it got published like in less than a year um, yeah. she didn't even go to the place it's set in Forks, Washington because she just looked up where's the rainiest place <laughs> And then she like went on Google Earth and stuff and like whatever. And then she started she just like read like Wikipedia's about it and then like created. Just call it Sporks, Washington and make your own town up. Like you're allowed to fucking do that. Well, it, it, look, there's something I realized in watching it. Like, of course, it's not great. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm like, whatever. Um, if you've been well, it. it really fucked me up when I watched it because I was like, God damn, there is a lot of sexual repression in all of these films. And I was like... Well, yeah, it gets... It's on this rewatch, like, just the fact her having sex is such an important part. Like, of, they had to make it a fucking demon baby that she has the one time she has sex. Yes. No, no. She has sex and then is immediately pregnant immediately like the next morning and it's so funny she throws up and everything and it's a demon baby it's not even a like a, a baby she can nurture and like feel like yeah, a mother it's like to. a rapidly growing uh, baby who, who does in fact kill her when She's born, but then she gets to be made a vampire. A vampire. So, and what I love about the vampire mythos of Twilight is that they are like, oh no, like don't become a vampire. Like, oh, it's bad. But, but it's like, fucking it's sweet. fucking awesome. It's the best thing in the world. Why wouldn't you want to be a vampire in this world? Like, it's like it's dumb as shit to think otherwise, especially when you can have a little like hybrid baby. <laughs> right? My my favorite ironic scene. In any of those films, is there was one time it was very cold. There was a tent, and there was the werewolf child and mm -hmm. the, the vampire. Yes, Edward and Jacob, and Jacob is in there with his arm like around Bella, 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 and he's like, "You can't do anything for her, Edward." And Edward's like, "I'm not allowed to enter in here without giving permission." <laughs> And then he's like, well, even if you did enter in here, you couldn't warm her up because you don't have a pulse. And then he like pulls her closer. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> like, A, the acting was the absolute worst acting oh I my think gosh. I've ever it's, seen. It's just and just the power move of him being like, I have blood in my veins and you don't, so mm -hmm. fuck off, was just 
Amazing. Well, like, obviously a million things have been written about, like, the problematic themes in the, like, relationships modeled amongst these characters. (laughs) But uh, it is... Like, it's so funny because I just am like, but it checks out for me because I'm like this woman who's probably had like one or two like experiences of romance in her life wrote this book just on like intuitively. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, and then this and and she's just using her imagination to spin this story. It does feel like somebody who's never had sex before writing a cautionary tale about sex. But like like writing the things that they would like sort of like covet and blah blah blah. But also what is sort of charming to me is that there's this it's like her first vision of this story was them Standing in a field, this beautiful vampire man and this rather ordinary girl, right? And they're in love. And then she kind of like goes from there and she follows this logic of like, you know, like, because people are like, this is like a problematic relationship and like on all sides, la la la. This author is thinking, but if you did fall in love with like a really cool, vampire boy and then he left you would be so sad (laughs) which like if you found out magic was real and then the thing that connected you to magic being real went away yeah you'd be fucking sad as shit (laughs) like uh if you experience such a thing but of course people are like it's kind of like when you experience pretty cool like upper middle class uh, office life, you know? Mm-hmm. And then you had it taken away. It's kind of like the magic of vampires being taken away for Bella. Yes. Yeah. You're like, man, I just... Oh, so I, didn't, so- I didn't believe that you could play ping pong in an office. You know, Steve, have you been paying attention to the Avenatti trial at all? Uh, I know that he's representing himself. Yeah, from what I hear, he's actually not doing a bad job. You should probably... I should get on that and be yeah. a correspondent. Is it yeah. in New York? No, I think it's in L.A. Yeah, but just, you know, seems like you're a cup of tea as far well, as... Well, I love Avenatti yeah, um, as a just... A ridiculous. And now he's defending himself in court. Yeah, he's doing the uh, awesomely. He's doing the Ted Kaczynski power move. Mm-hmm. Ted Kaczynski well, was going to defend himself and argue mm-hmm. against the FBI until he realized that he would look crazy if he did so. He tried to out logic the FBI. And then well, it's like, more like the uh, what's his face. Uh, um, Ted, Ted Bundy? Bundy? Yeah, Ted Bundy. Yeah, Ted Bundy also did it. Oh, yeah, well, Ted oh. Bundy actually did it. Yeah, and was, like, pretty successful because the judge so was like, charming. I love you, yeah. I love you, I wish you had killed these well, people Well, all so three much. of these people, Ted Kaczynski, Ted Bundy, named Ted, mm-hmm. uh, Ted Avenatti, in my opinion, they'd done nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. None of those people have done anything wrong. That's not true at all. But, um, yeah, I mean, what did Avenatti do? Yeah, what did Avenatti do wrong? He was just, like, taking, I think he was using, like, Coke promotions and just taking money from that or something. Some some money laundering. Some with, financial sleight of hand. Yeah. That if he wasn't some fucking Italian. Yeah. <laughs> if he wasn't bald, he would be in the good graces of the public uh, and exactly. by extension, the FBI. Mm-hmm. If he had long hair like me, he would defend himself successfully. I think you're right. <laughs> I still wish I wish his I campaign know. had gone off the I feel like we could have worked for it yeah we could have uh, started a whole new we, life being a cynical work for campaigns person yes <laughs> we could have we could have been his Mike Ravel yeah like he could be our Mike Ravel the three of us. Well, could. in in four years he could be, but also I don't think he would allow such a thing. I think he doesn't want help for his things. 
He's a lone wolf. He's a rogue. He's mm-hmm. somebody who once you think you're kicking like, him down or to the curb, he comes this and rises. Bird cannot be chained. Uh, That's yeah. true. Yeah. Uh, which should be the theme song to his 2024 campaign. It should be the theme song to his uh, s- defending himself in court. Oh, that um, would be cool, actually. Avenatti, Stormy Daniels, 2024. You heard it here, folks. No, they're on the outs, though. First, we got to mend that fence. <laughs> this is a lot of work for our foundation that we're setting up. I know. And, yeah. and all all to be the bad guys. It's <laughs> Yeah, Steve, you really you need to get reacquainted with Avenatti. I think that will cure your the, the uh, Michael Avenatti did nothing wrong fund. Yeah. I mean I think you have this post Trump on Wave that uh, would be cured by like getting weirdly obsessed with uh, Michael Avenatti again. Mm-hmm. Listen, the top the top story at CNN is, and I shit you not, Biden's approval rating hasn't moved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that does really say it all, doesn't it? <laughs> We're just in a static decline. Like mm-hmm. the only way this can get better is if we have another wave of the pandemic, which <laughs> which again won't even matter because we won't refuse to acknowledge it. Well, mm-hmm. just, <laughs> just oh, oh, that was that was another story that I saw. Biden just refused to take up prosecuting Cuomo. Oh, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, that all sucks. Good night. <laughs> <laughs> Tapping out. What are you gonna do? You can't fight the Cuomo's. No. All right, see you fucking sluts later.